And welcome to episode 102, I think it is now, of the Ranching Heresy podcast. Who cares? It's a new episode. That's all we all really care about. My name is Jody, and as always, I am the hostess with the mostess. A cheeky wink, a cute smile, and a face for radio. So, yep, I'm all good to go tonight. And with me in our virtual studio, um, I have two wonderful gentlemen from different ends of the, uh, the Nordic spectrum. Uh, that's geographical, not mental abilities, because they're they're on different spectrums in that case. Um, so to my left is uh, the the great one himself, the largest of Danes, uh, the one and only Mr. Eric. How you doing, buddy? Hello. I'm doing very good. Very good. Yeah. So um, keeping what yourself out of, keeping well, I'm doing all right actually. Thank yeah. you very much. Yeah. Right, you keeping yourself out of trouble or into trouble or just uh, letting it ride and see what happens. Trouble yeah. adjacent. Shut up, you. <laughs> yeah, I'm keeping out of Sweden, so I guess that would be keeping out of trouble. That's um, fair. That's I very don't know fair. going to Lincoln soon that if it's going to be bad, but uh, let's see. It's you once a year, it's like you once or twice a year missionary work. Think of it like that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm I'm there for the the bar with the Star Wars shots, and uh, well, Christopher is wow. not coming, so the battle will not be there. We will don't start right. Okay, don't start yet. Let's get into at least let's get the news out of the way before we start railing on each other. Let's yeah. do that. And to my right hand That's side, is, shut up. Um, to the right hand, to my right hand side is the the agent provocateur of the Varangian Heresy podcast. Um, and we love him because he's ours and he's been part of the team for so long now, he can't argue against that. It is the one and only Christopher. How you doing, buddy? Swing it hip, slap it a lip. I'm fine. I'm kind of nice. bummed out I can't go to Lincoln, though. I mean, it is what it is. But still, I always look forward to meeting over there. The mood's great. It's in a university, which I never attended before. But apparently, tell, people tell me good things. It's the only university experience I've ever had. So, you know, I, I take it as a point of pride that when I'm there, I feel like an actual university student. Uh, I'm broke and I can't afford anything. Um, People don't want you to know this, but if you stay over Lincoln and you never leave, you can just attend university if you sleep there. They can't stop really? you legally in Sweden. Yeah. Wow. Just enroll for like some gender equality studies alongside your like mechanical bachelor's degree. And what are you going to do? Ask you to leave? No. Fair point. <laughs> Fair point. Good thinking. Um, so with that, <laughs> tonight we are... We are life hack, you're welcome. Okay. You see, life hack 101. If you I, I guess education is free already there so you might as well just attend i guess should we have like a pause so our american listeners can get get used to the concept of free education shut up <laughs> shut up oh and our british listeners can get used to the quality of free education for everyone <laughs> and that ladies and gentlemen is how you light a fire um anyway tonight's episode we're not included jody shut up tonight we're going to be doing we're, we're not super focused on one particular topic we're going to be doing sort of a general hobby chat episode but we're all, we are definitely going to be talking about obviously the biggest thing in all our lives right now which is heresy 2.0 um along with uh generally what we've we've been doing and what we've been working on uh speaking of what you're working on what are you up to at the moment hobby wise dudes are you doing anything specific or 
You want to go first, Eric? Yeah, I can do that. Uh, well, I'm uh, still working on uh, my fantasy concept, so I haven't really been much in Horus Heresy lately. Uh, it's been more having our first event in uh, in our fantasy game, and then I'm building ships. Um, Loot Studios made this huge new ship in for 3D printing, mm-hmm. and uh, I did not know how big it was before I started printing it, and mm-hmm. I'm halfway through. So uh, two two fail prints of two liters, uh, which amounts to uh, a horrible amount of I think it's eight or nine liters of resin I've used so far on that fucking ship, but uh, <laughs> it's getting there. It's getting Eric, there. Would would you say that you had trouble understanding how big it was until it was at full mast in your hands? <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake! Well, what I about to, you? I had to what put about... it out on the table. So... <laughs> <laughs> Hard to stir, I guess. Yes. Right, Watch Chris. What are you rear. working? What are you working on, Chris? <laughs> Except for lame punning. I mean, that does take a lot of my. It does. Energies. It does. It does. I respect uh, that. Right but, now, uh... I'm working on five Palantine blades uh, with jump packs, and I'm resizing and magnetizing one of the puff carries I did so that he can get jump pack as well. I had a game nice. not too long ago with the delightful friend of the podcast, Gabriel, actually. Zach. We'll talk about we'll talk about that in a bit, definitely. Uh, yeah, but he had what I was gonna say is he had uh, ten uh, Sons of Horus Reavers with jump packs, mm-hmm. and I know when I was at Scandis, Miller had Reavers as well, and I got like super keen uh, on just getting like elite troops with jet packs, no jump packs. Sorry, so I'm uh, doing up five Palantine blades, and I'm gonna do five more as soon as I can buy them for Forge World. Nice. Very hmm. nice. Make These sure they're not on the be a motherfucker to transport. Yeah, just be careful they're not on the last chance to buy because you're gonna have to get them pretty quickly otherwise. Oh yeah, yeah. But we'll talk about that in a minute. And when it comes to the news, um, yeah. See, I guess see if just... they have rules in the new edition. Uh, yeah, yeah. Call cool your jets. Call cool your jets. We're yeah. gonna get there. We're <laughs> gonna get there. Um, I should say what I'm. What am I working on? Well, thanks to the wonderful Freddie, uh, I now happen to have a new air compressor. So I can actually start painting again because uh, I haven't done any of that recently. But uh, right now I've been working on uh, some ideas for stickers for the podcast and some random like uh, drawing of hobby stuff, hobby related stuff in things like Photoshop and Corel Draw and stuff like that. So I'm, I'm hobby, I'm heresy adjacent with my hobby progress currently. I'll put it that way. Um, and thanks to uh, Pella as well, who sent me a full co- a copy of the Titanicus rules with um, with some actual cards for Titans and you know everything basically to play the game apart from the miniatures, which is awesome. So I can actually start reading up on the rules and how to do that because I, I want to play Titanicus in the future. It's going to be fun. Um, so yeah, so that's kind of what I'm working on right now. So I'm currently playing in Photoshop. Which is if, lots of fun. If only you knew a man with a magical dream printing machine who could, from the ephemeral ideas of space, just create titans out of nothing. I could. I could. That, that would be a <laughs> if thing. If we knew such a man. If, o- yeah. if only there was such a man who would be a hero in my dreams. Um, but again, we will, we will come and to that. And car. So, oh, yeah. Should we uh, ever I come guess, to that? I guess you would have to send um, some magic uh, files on the computer then. <laughs> yeah, yep. Yeah. It's it's all about magic these days, and we're not talking yeah. about the gathering here. Uh, yeah. So yeah, we'll, we'll we'll see what happens. But uh, so that's what I've been up to, uh, or what I'm up to at the moment. 
So, yep, we're going to be doing all those little bits of hobby whilst we talk. Don't worry, we are all avoiding large, clicky, clacky, sounding things like clippers and compressors and everything. We're all uh, rumbling through our bits boxes aggressively. Yeah, but we've all learned how to actually mute a microphone while doing that. Right, guys? <coughs> okay, fair enough. Let's just get on with this. Um, so from that, uh, from that, I do want to shout out a couple of things before we sort of move into talking about news and new stuff. Um, we have a new email address if you want to get in touch, uh, but have gotten bored of trying to work out how to spell Varangian, uh, which we completely understand. You can now drop us an email, either go directly to our Facebook page and on there, there's a send email and it'll connect to your email and send it that way. Or you can just write us an email to, uh, tvhpodcast at gmail.com. See, way easier than the Varangian Heresy podcast. And it only took us five years to work that out. Um, well, actually, it now, took us a now lot. Now we can say the email address even after imbibing heroic amounts of alcohol. Which is actually the only reason we changed it. If I'm yes. <laughs> if I'm honest, because we needed to make it easier for everybody to say. Uh, the, depending that, on who was hosting the, the episode. Is T-H-E-V-E. Yeah. Keep going. Keep, you're gonna get there. Well, I'll, yep, yeah, yep. You'll get We've there. We've all been actually. there. That there is that, and the other awesome thing that has actually happened, which I'm super happy with, because it's taken us a while to get it done, is we're now available on Spotify. If you go to Spotify and search for the Varangian Heresy, you will get us. Uh, you'll get our full playlist as well of all our episodes. Um, so if you like what we do and you've got a couple of minutes. Uh, a five-star review would be very greatly appreciated oh, yeah. and loved, um, even if it isn't. Uh, well, yeah, of course, it's going to be an honest five-star review. Why would you do anything else? Uh, but that's always helpful because it, it pumps the bumps the podcast up in, uh, you know, all the algorithmy stuff that exists these days. And yeah, I mean, the obvious question is, were we a part of the packaged bundle deal with Joe Rogan? Yes, we definitely were. Uh, we're riding on those coattails. Us and Joe Rogan are like a two-package deal. You don't get one without the other one, honey. You put exactly. up the money, you get the honey. Yeah, because we have you have to balance quality with um... testosterone. Yeah, something Training. like that. Uh, yeah, um, I mean, MDM. I wasn't going to mention. I wasn't going to mention the Joe Rogan stuff because of obviously it's all you know money and things. But okay, <laughs> we're, we're part of that package. We, we don't want to sully our pure message of hobbying with his massive fame and outreach. Uh, exactly. So. We don't. We don't <laughs> want. This. We don't want his reach of of millions of <laughs> listeners. We don't it's need purists. that exposure, man. No, it's the pressure. The pressure. However, we are on Spotify now. As yeah. you can see, we, we've got a little banner. And if you want to have go directly to that link, just go to our web, our Facebook page. And there's a website link, which is actually the link directly to the Spotify feed. So you can jump on there and go back through all 100 plus episodes. And yeah, it's all sorts of fun. So that's pretty awesome. I'm quite happy with that. It's been a productive week. Um, so yeah. Should we jump over and talk? Should we jump over? I said jump over. Should we move to I'm our... Busy our theoretical hobby news desk and talk about what's actually come out in the past couple of weeks. Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. Well, boom, there we are. We have moved pixels um, over to the the stuff. And isn't it awesome? Like, like I think we said this in the last recording. There's a regular Horace Heresy release day now. Yeah, two weeks in a row. It's Heresy Thursday. anxious. I know, right? It is yeah. a bit worrying. And it's... 
how do I put this? I was about to say it's not just a prayer tour release, but that's actually what got released today. Um, but um, no, there's there's stuff coming out, and it's well, it's, it's not just a Legion prayer tour; it's all the Legion prayer tours. Exactly, it is a prayer tour for the Legions. Um, <laughs> Eric was like, "No Mechanicum, I sleep." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> fuck that. <laughs> yeah, screw that. It's not Mechanicum. Wake me but... when September comes. <laughs> yeah, or the modem gets upgraded. Um, <laughs> But let's just, it's not just the proto, because I mean, we've got a couple of weeks to catch up on stuff. Um, there's a really lovely preview of the all plastic Mark 6, 7, 6, 6. I remember my heresy. It's actually right in front of me. You're just um, testing us. You're just like, are these guys on the up and up? Obviously not for some damn reason. I'm testing my other personalities to see if they <laughs> paid attention. Mark 6 call was hammer. Mm -hmm. Oh, dropping names. Also known oh, as yeah. the Beaky. Um, but there's a full preview of um, with a nice little cinematic esque trailer type uh, thing on the Warhammer community website. Absolutely gorgeous. Um, what are your general thoughts, dudes, about this this plastic tactical squad coming out? What's your general thoughts on the kits? When when Mark Five, when Mark Five for no, I'm kidding. Uh, I'm positive. <laughs> The amount, I mean, the end of fear, I guess, from a large part of the community was it was going to be like snap fit, mm -hmm. monopose. Mm -hmm. But now it's like yeah. there's a bunch of poses, I guess. Some mm -hmm. of the legs are maybe a bit more static than the other choices. But there's a width and breadth of choices. You can get like a different weapon, close combat setups, which means you can use them alternatively as seekers, uh, special weapons. Mm -hmm. What I mean is other kids, maybe not special weapons because you'll only get a handful. But you can mm -hmm. use them for seekers. You can use them for elites, veterans, spoilers. Uh, I like them. Like the amount of choices and variabilities they put up there is nice. Uh, mm -hmm. Their details, I could like nitpick. There's a power pack on the power fist. I'm not a huge fan of, but I'm really reaching into deep into my nitpicking mm -hmm. bag here. And I was never yeah. a fan of like the lightning claw you got in Mark Three or Mark Four anyway. The mm -hmm. amount of choice you get and the poses you get, like. There's a sense of movement in the legs we never saw with Mark III or Mark IV. Yes. Mark III and Mark IV were all like broad-legged. I guess generously, you could say that they were standing broad-legged to fire bolters, which, as we know, are heavy caliber. But it was just a little limitation to the mold. Now you have more dynamic movements. And uh, maybe you can't get as many unique posts out of it, but that was the resin one. Remember, like Mark III and Mark IV, we loved it. It made the heresy bigger, more accessible. But there were not a lot of different poses you could do. Yeah. You could turn the head a bit. And this one, you seem to have more choices at all. How do you feel, yeah. Jody? I, I'm going to be honest. I really like them. I'm not, for, for whatever I've seen online, I am not worried about scale. I think people get uh, overly bogged down in the fact that these guys look bigger than the existing Mark six marines because the original mark six marines were anemic resin models i think these guys look anemic. awesome did they put unrealistic uh, beauty standards on your legion of iron warriors they real did. men have beer guts well it's more the fact <laughs> like they had robo but you know what i mean as far as scale is concerned yeah. I, th I don't think we've got anything to worry about as far as the kits are concerned i really like the fact that like you said they've got the i guess you could call it the standard bolter pose yeah but there is this movement, especially in the legs, which has always been a thing for me. Um, I love the fact that there looks like there's a couple of different options for like the bolters. You've got the yep. long, stabby bayonet option. You've got chain blades on options on there. There's some cool looking options. You know, you've got like 
dangling straps well, and here at the news desks we're just getting a special spontaneous investment call the investment uh-huh. call is saying put all your stock into shane bayonets mm-hmm. the new the new crypto of the heresy we're going that's a heresy crypto is going to be called chain bayonet yes yep. shane bayonet or, stock uh, the I'm, one I'm thing like... i guess we both reacted about was that it seems like in the pictures some of the legs had like scrolls on them Mm-hmm. Or like uh, purity sales, which works well for some legions, but I mean for Iron Warriors or like Vilke Fenrika or I guess world leaders, having like bespoken scrolls of orders on the legs might not be the best choice. But I, I I'm gonna assume just like you did, Jody, that those are optional. I think the but the best thing about all of this, again, is it's plastic. So from those of us who have been playing this game since the day, you know, since the dawn of time. We've lived through lead and white metal, resin, fail cast, and now plastic. You, and, even, and for anybody coming in, it's going to make changing things so much easier. So I think yeah. the, 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 all the nitpicky stuff is purely nitpicky because it's in front of us and we don't like it. But oh, we yeah. can take it away. Or we can throw more stuff on. Um, what about you, Eric? What's your general thoughts on these plastic beakies? Yeah, I think like just like when we had Betrayal of Calth and Burning of Prospero, I think it's uh, an important, you know, package of to, to milestone? have. Sorry, like a milestone. Yeah, yeah, because it's you need to have those uh, basic Marines. I think in plastic in order to get new players in more than just uh, veterans from other games. Uh, so if, if you want people to actually start out in the Horus Heresy, I think it's really important. Um, for me, the package is not so different from Mark IV or Mark III. Um, so it, I don't really have that much of an opinion of whether this is a cooler package, um, because I, for, for me it's pretty much the same. Um, mm-hmm. But But I think it's important to have whenever you put out new rules, new additions and stuff like that uh, to have some plastic models to make the basic kit from. And yeah. I hope we will also see tanks in full plastic uh, because it will make it more accessible for new people in the hobby. I think um, we will. I think that's, that's a general consensus that that's going to be on the way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they then... phased out the Sikran, and we have seen in the trailers and like the box, the Sikran plastic is probably coming. Yeah. Uh, the Spartan, definitely. I- I'm actually holding off on buying a resin Spartan right now because I do not need those tracks in my life. Yeah. <laughs> I know what nobody needed those and, tracks like, in their lives. Resin is not one of them. But now, now just... that we're talking, now that we're talking plastic models, mm-hmm. I actually found a, a life hack this week that was fucking amazing. Okay. Um, because have you heard about uh, the cheapest plastic glue you can get out there? It's Gorilla Glue? No, no. It's, uh, it's much better. And the Tamiya Cleaner, not the Tamiya Thinner, but the Tamiya Cleaner for Airbrush, that mm-hmm. is 50% acetone. And it's exactly the same uh, amount that is in the thin plastic glue, also from Tamiya. Oh, okay. Um, so basically, the, it's two ingredients: acetone and one more, fifty-fifty. And and actually, it I think the it says that it's like fifty-one percent and forty-nine, where the glue is fifty-fifty of the same two ingredients. So basically, if you want the cheapest way to make your plastic models, then you take a brush and Tamiya airbrush cleaner, and then you can just brush it on where you need the connections to be. It's super thin, 
and it works just like plastic glue without the whole blobbing and bubbles and shit like that. Um, and they are extremely cheap because you buy them, I think there's like one or 200 milliliters in each bottle. Um, and wow. in Denmark, they cost 100 kroner or 110 kroner or something. About 10, 10 British pounds-ish. Yeah, yeah. So basically, you it's, you get, for the price of two plastic loose, you get the same amount that is in maybe 10 bottles or something. Um, and, and if you need to, you can also use it to clean your airbrush. Yeah. 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 And the best part <laughs> is that the ingredients are also, um, they also, uh, yeah, vaporize off. So basically, the brush <laughs> that you use uh you can reuse because the glue won't stay glue on it so you can actually just wash it off and then you'll have a completely clean brush next time you need to use the glue yeah and if you need to like casually dissolve a car corpse or like get rid of your fingerprints it probably does that too yeah yeah definitely definitely so, <laughs> would you say it makes for a good cocktail <laughs> send us your best tommy a cleaner cocktail recipes yeah the, but, new, um, the new email address is waiting yeah, yeah, that's what that's yes, because that's what it's waiting for. Um, Listen, yeah, we need to get emails in volume here, Jody. Bulk. Yeah, fair yeah. point, fair point. But I tell, you what, yeah. I tell you what, I like about the, the the new kit as well, and I can't. I'm I'm hoping, I'm hoping that there's going to be um, enough bits in there, uh, because one of my favorite things about Mark IV was despoilers. Oh yeah. And despoilers um, are rumored to be, and we're not going to go into details or rumor or um, talking about leaks or anything janky like that. But there's been a lot of talk about despoilers, and Mark Mark IV were the despoiler kit. So I'm hoping, excuse me, that along with the the what may be the new chain bayonet meta or whatever you want to call it, or bayonet meta, because I hope so, because they're really cool. bayonetta, Bay, bayonetta, bayonetta. Yeah, character. Yeah, yeah. Well, you can, let's just not get that confused. Um, <laughs> you know, you've got potentially a a very multi-purpose kit um, if you've got enough chainsaws and bolt pistols in there, um, which I think would be awesome as well because it gives so much flexibility to to start out if you're building your first army or you want to build a new army. You can go right. I'll do this with this one, that with that one. I love the yeah. idea. So I think that's going to be pretty damn cool when when they drop. Um, yeah. And as you have awesome. places like uh, Crumbleck where you can buy, you know, yeah. packages of, of, uh, of chainsaws. Yeah, you know yeah. what I figure? And I might be a bit too conspiratorical here, but hey, that's my MO. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Perish the fault. Losser. Exactly. Locks. Yeah. Uh, so... I guess the boxes seem like they're almost made to split between two people. And if they are, if you buy two of them, I'm going to bet that you get enough parts to make like either a special weapon team. Because mm-hmm. I would need an old box, like two and a half boxes, one combi yep. bolter and like four plasma guns, four melted guns, four framers. Mm-hmm. I bet if you do it, you can like switch your bayonets with your buddies like uh, shame bayonets and you have enough for a squad. And you yeah, can probably have enough like bolt pistols, shame swords. That would to be make, like a sport squad. That would be very cool. I tell you what, one other thing, and this is just purely aesthetic. Looking at them, I love the the fact that they have the um, they've still kept the I don't know what you call them the harnesses on the chest. Oh yeah, so you don't have giant eagles on there. So with a potential upgrade pack or sourcing from third parties, wherever you want to do it, 
you can get one of these these boxes and suddenly you've got 10 assault marines if you go out and buy some jump packs yes. and they yeah. they look good with it and not that anything else doesn't look good i mean i had my iron warriors i had mark 3 um assault marines which might go against people in the lore jody actually jody i I think you'll find chris if you press your glasses up your nose any further you're gonna take some skin off mate don't do it it's not gonna be good if you look at angel exterminators and book four no i get what you mean yeah but it looks rad as hell though looks freaking awesome but there was always that thing that they never had and it's always been something i've associated with jump pack marines is that chest harness yeah but now you've got again this is just like another Another bump up when you look at the possibilities of this kit. Do you know what I miss? What's that? That, like, the old Assault Marines didn't have an option where the Assault Marine was just holding a bolter forward. Like, he was descending and just shooting a bolter at someone. Yeah. yeah. Like, 80s action hero style. And you can do that with these. Yeah. Because they are basically bolter Marines. But would you ever get bolters on Assault Marines? Uh, No, but you can have it on, like, Reavers. Ah, okay. And it's just, it's not practical because, you know, they're, they are rapid fire and it's an assault mm-hmm. unit, but it looks cool. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, that's a rule of cool for sure. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's like, have you ever seen an action movie when someone's like hanging from a repelling line and they fire something with a recoil? In real life, <laughs> that would be dumb as all hell because you just throw around like a I was going to say, and they, and... Don't, they don't spin around. They don't <laughs> get thrown off course. They don't shoot themselves because they're not controlling the recoil. Yeah, well, it's like James Bond shooting a pistol over tw- 10 meters away accurately. It doesn't happen, but it's cool, damn it. Oh, it totally can happen, because it's James Bond. But that's... (laughs) That and not catching an STD is his MO. It's his superpower, mate. (laughs) Just imagine MI6 putting all the money in that. Sorry, Q. No cure for bullet wounds this season. We have to fix another couple of penicillin shots for Agent Bond. Mm, That would... Yeah. Anyway. (laughs) So overall, general impressions... Big thumbs up for the, for, the, for the Plastic Squad. Yeah, I give it 8 out of 10. Do you know what I also like, Jody, about him? What's up, I like that it painted up in a bunch of like schemes, not like just like Word Bearer Ultramarine, but a bunch of unorthodox schemes as well. So it's yeah. like, really, oh horror. yeah, Raven it God. could be for my Legion. Yeah, and they've got battle damage on them. Yeah. They look weathered. Sorry. Eric, you yeah. were about to say something there, bud. Yeah, yeah. But I was also just saying I think it's a good one. I'll probably give them 7 out of 10, but that's because they changed the scale. You're, you're uh, detracting yeah. free from them not being Mechanicum. <laughs> I'm going to tell you what, I'm going to stick with you on this one, Chris. I'm going to go eight out, 8 out of 10 for sure. I think there's a lot of potential in them. I would be so happy if they revealed fairly consistently close to release of the box that they're doing like the Legion special weapons, like mm-hmm. Scythes, Shane Glaives, Phoenix Spears. What else let's do we not have? Get ahead of, let, let's not get ahead of ourselves. However, yes, or, that would be amazing. Like Sedere weapons in plastic, like they did for Necromunda. We'll yeah. see. What, what I would like to see is the, the old Ankron Red getting uh, reintroduced. Mm-hmm. Why? I got five of them. The Fortwell ones? Yeah. I got Whoa. five balls right here. It's his retirement plan. He's literally going to sell them in a couple of years. <laughs> make bank no, and no, then... no. You, you're going you're gonna to find a way to give them to me. I'll trade them for a place in, like, your end-of-the-world prepping bunker. <laughs> That's my entrance fee. It's like it's like uh, Fallout 1. I'll just give you bottle caps and, like, anger on red. Bottle yeah. caps and anger on red. And old Mark IV resin, apparently. Uh, yeah, get addicted to Nuka-Cola. Uh, 
I bet I, th I think I'm down to seven, and if I need to do any more Thousand Suns, I need to get new ones. Good lord. Right, okay. Yeah. Well, 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 that's an awfully beautiful metallic red you got there. Sure would be a yeah. shame if you mm, ran out of paint. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you mismatched colors there, boy. Uh, yeah. Right, okay. Moving on from the plastic beakies. We got another drop of um, a special unit. Uh, we got a Raven Guard unit. Yes, Assault on the Perfect Fortress. Yeah, which I think is really cool. And good lord, did this stir up some salt online. Donde está el hijos de Emperador? Why didn't the Emperor's children get a new unit? Well, most yeah, they had one of the last drop. They could just yeah, shush. They could have two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but they're mostly because they're not black. They're red with black shoulder pads, which is very different. I, I want to hear your weird theory on why. Why? I yeah. don't know. I have. I mean, I don't. I didn't. I'm. I'm. I've only read. I'll be honest with you. I've only read the stats. I haven't gone deeply into the lore on this. Um, so I don't know if there's a law reason for it. I, I'm going to give you the short one. It's basically, you know how Korax had hated all of the Terran recruits for the Raven Guard because they reminded too much of the slavers he despised? Mm -hmm. These are the elite of the Terran recruits for the Raven Guard. And we all know how much you love them and how much they trained with Sun of Force. And mm. they are weirdly red in some way. You know who else is red? Uh-huh. The Ash and Claw also have a bit red of in, in them, mm -hmm. don't they? Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. But still, they got a new unit, and they're pretty. Yeah. They're they're not bad. They're not bad at all. They've got you've literally got loyalist and traitor options for them, which is pretty cool. Yeah, uh, they they did like joint exercises with Horus. Hmm. But you've got because you've got um, what is it? There's a quote here on the community page. You can also use them in a traitor Raven Guard force. Where they get hatred, Corvus Corax special rule, so they could um, make them a nice little uh, Primarch hunting unit. I mean, they're Cataphracta Terminators, so I don't know how fast they're going to run after the guy. But you know, <laughs> it's cool. It's not like he's got a jump pack. Oh wait, <laughs> come get back, him. come back. We want to hit you. Come back. Um, yeah. I remember um, that, like, the guys from Road to Terror podcast uh, mm -hmm. always used to make a joke about how Korax couldn't open a can of beans because he's, like, one, him and Conrad Curse are one of the few Primarchs who can't, like, fuck up a Contemptor. So he's mm -hmm. locking up with a Contemptor, and then these guys will spend two turns just running up and punching him in the face. <laughs> Stop it. Stall him, brother. Stall him with your large metallic arms that he can't, or body he cannot cut through. We're on our way. Technically, he's just the, the Dreadnought is just as slow. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah is but he has fleet. <laughs> he has fleet, and like the quarters can overcharge at least. Yeah. Mm. I just imagine like some weird LARPer trying to beat up a medieval knight, and that's Korax just like, ha ha, <laughs> too fast for you. Ha ha, didn't see it coming, did you? You can't dodge my Imperator's blow. Ha, take this. Ha ha, combo. And Dreadnought's just like, what the fuck is going on? These guys show up behind him as the um, the other five heavily armored knights from the knights yeah. unit and go, ha, boom. But technically, <laughs> wouldn't, uh, wouldn't he just kick their ass? Like five terminals for a primary. But, but I mean, he does have hit yeah. and run too, so yeah. there's no reason for him to be tied up with contemptor. Yeah, no. but then that doesn't make this scenario funny, which is yeah, kind of true. why we're not doing it. But however, yeah. I will say this: shooting with blind grenades too before, just because. Yeah, they've got. Um, they are an elite unit. They're a special unit, 
and they've got two wounds, which is not bad for a a, a special Terminator squad. Not even the former bodyguards of um, Perturabo in the Iron Warriors special Terminator unit got two wounds. I'm not bitter at all. Well, that's why they got fired and replaced by robots, right? Yeah, but they'll have soon anyway. Yeah, we'll see. Well, I mean, yeah. yes, hopefully. They but will. Automation is killing this Legion, Forex. I'm telling you, automation. It's the way of the future, brother. <laughs> but um, no, I mean, I, I, I really like them. I think they're really, really interesting unit. It's complete. It feels completely left field for uh, Raven Guard force. Don't they have a special rule too that if you're going for strength-based instant death, they count as one higher? That's yeah. That's Korax's shame is the rule. Um, so it, this is I'll quickly read through it. The rule itself. So if selected as part of a loyalist army unit with a special rule, uh, with this special rule counts its toughness as being one point higher when determining whether to suffer, it suffers instant death from any attack. Uh, they also yeah. So they basically, they need strength ten to die. Yeah. Yeah. You need to shoot him with last cannons. You can't double... Well, no, last yeah, cannons are strength 9. Oh, okay. You can't double them out, basically, with a power fist in close combat is, is, uh, the, is the main thing, which is, makes it quite interesting for Terminator on Terminator combat. Yeah. Um, what do you, you need, like, a Typhon, I guess, right? That's strength 10. A Demolisher. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> Vindicator. <laughs> a Primark. Dodge this, you fucking casual. <laughs> uh, yeah, basically a Primark with a... Strength double weapon, a uh, double strength weapon, or or the reductor, uh, yeah, or reductor megas um, with pelvis. Overall, yeah, with a jump pack. He has a jet pack too, another jump pack. Yeah. Ah, you, you, he would have a mechanisory normally. Oh yeah, true. Overall, yeah. however, I think it's a very funky unit. I think it's a lot of fun. Um, very cool to see something different for the uh, for the heresy and. Be intriguing to see if you. I mean, if you are a Raven Guard player listening to this and you're sitting there screaming at us because we've said something wrong or whatever, please let us know. You now have our new email address. You can message us through Facebook. We would love to hear from you on your thoughts on this unit. Yeah, we we'd love to hear why one of the most famous infiltrating sneaky army has a cataphracti terminators and b brightly red cataphracti terminators. Well, the first bit's easy to answer, mate. Because every every legion has everything. And yeah, that's true. Everything. That's the easy bit. Whether they'd want them there or not, that's a completely different thing. And the whole red thing, uh, because black is already emo and they couldn't do anything else. Wait, I'm gonna channel my inner aferic connection to Freddy. Oh God! Right. Yeah. Go uh, on, go okay. On. Here we go. It's easy, mate. You see, Korks hated them, so we've never sent them the memo about changing the colors of the legion. So now they look like right twats. Nice. That's Freddy's yeah. assumption. That's yeah, yeah. pretty pretty um, poetic, actually. Yeah. My, my my guess is they're used to guarding only indoor shit. So it's like uh, they, <laughs> so they're standing in his bedroom or somewhere. So technically, they, they hide in the shadows anyway, so they didn't really have to bother painting their armor. Yeah, yeah, yeah they've exactly. been watching. They've been waiting in the shadows all their life. Yeah, behind they've been the door. waiting. They've yeah. been watching in the shadows yeah. all their life. Oh God, the Rasmus really. Okay, fair hey, enough. Listen, it's not my fault Raven Guard listens to Erasmus, okay? It's cool you got reference. Though. It's everybody's like, fault that somebody like, listens to Lord, Erasmus. My lord, yeah. we have been called to the battle as you have required. The battle of picks up days late. Fuck you all, go into the guns of the enemies at Fata 5. Should we repaint our armors before deployment? You know what? 
Korak says vaping because of course he vapes. He takes a deep breath of his chocolate mint vape and says, nah, you guys are good. There's no real need. Just just keep walking towards the demolisher cannons. We run out of ammo, like wave of power claw or something. <laughs> yes, my lord. It's oppression, sir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Less talking, more walkie. <laughs> so basically paint it red. Oh, maybe this is early orc thinking. They painted them red because they wanted the armor to go faster. Yeah. I, I bet Korax just did it to be a dick. Like, yeah, they, like <laughs> hey, Korax, are those your guys doing that suicidal idiotic charge? I don't know, Fulgrim. What color are they? They're they're red. See? See? They're not mine. Must be Lorgar. <laughs> He's such an asshole. Yeah, he is an asshole. I'm right okay. here, guys. We know you are, and we despise you. Come on. Right. Okay, well, I tell you what, we're going to jump from this because we can. Let's be fair. There are jokes that write themselves all day on this. However, <laughs> most of them just involve shitting on the Primarchs. Yeah. yeah. What got released today, as of recording, and has um, generated, I think, more memes in the past 12 hours than I think I've ever seen out of the heresy. Um, is the release of a new plastic Praetor. So, Eric, have you had a chance to have a look at this? And if so, what is your general thought on the model, first of all? Yeah, yeah, I, I did see him. Mm-hmm. Um, overall, a cool model. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the only thing is, they kind of did the 40k decoration where it's not allowed to have a surface. That's just a surface. You have to put shit on it. <laughs> Um, but because I like like the uh, his stance, um, that's pretty cool. And I also like the helmet actually, which it, it it's a it's actually a cool mullet in my my opinion. <laughs> um, and even also the iron halo, and then mm-hmm. kind of starts to go down when you look at the body, uh, where he has all kinds of gadgets and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but Overall, I think it's a pretty cool model, but probably I, I, I don't know how to assemble him, but I would mm-hmm. probably swap some of the stuff, uh, especially the left arm with all the poses and a little computer and mm-hmm. yeah, all that shit he has on. Um, but but I think he has a good potential. Like I've seen a lot of people talking about making him into a, a herald yep. because the way he stands is it would be really easy to just give him a banner instead of the sword. So I think it's one of those models, like at least for Thousand Sons players, uh, Ariman, where you can kind of do whatever with him. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but yeah, I hope, I hope uh, at least the left arm can be taken off because it's just too much there. Eric has a good point, and what kind of bumps me out a bit, I, I don't... I ain't angry about it, but you make a fair point. It kind of bumps me out because that leaves me less services to put decals on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. To make it uh, leaking specific. Yeah, but I always prefer, nowadays, I prefer decals over embossment or like etched brass. Both have their place. Like Henry said it best when he's on. You can use them both for different just to get like some variation. I agree, but I prefer decals because it's easier to adapt for different legions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like Jody said, like we play heresy. We're used to customizing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. But uh, but let's see let's see with the left arm if it's uh, if it goes off. And else you got some pretty big legs, so you might be able to uh, put something there. 
What about you, Chris? Is you on the same? I mean, it seems like you're on the same general take of the the model as a whole. Yeah, like I think my spontaneous reaction, me and Jens, was when we looked at it, is like he chunk. Mm -hmm. He's a hefty boy, isn't he? But I mean, it's it's good. Just going to be like two predators, I guess, or like two characters in the box. I'm kind of a bit more partial to uh, Axe Dude, mm -hmm. but I mean. I like it. I'd also go with the helmet, and I think it's kind of easy to remove the the crest, flange, mm -hmm. the horsehair yep. imperialistic raising. But yeah, it works. I'm really fond of, if you look at him, the right pauldron with the mm -hmm. really large, like the bonding studs. Yep. It makes me think fondly of Mark V and like the field repair kits. And mm -hmm. uh, the sword is a bit too big to me. The article says you can use it as a power sword or a paragon blade, but to me, it looks also like a swihander, like a two-handed. It is you know, very like, big, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, it is like a two-handed if you look yeah. at it. Uh, yeah. I think that would actually look boss for a space wolf mm -hmm. or like a blood angel or even an emperor's children. <laughs> emperor's children forever. And uh, I'm probably going to use it as a paragon blade, but I think it looks really good. And all of itself, it's somebody told me it looks a bit Age of Sigmarish. And first, I was disinclined to agree, but then I looked at it and I get where they're coming from. But yeah. I think it has also, we're not used to these sort of like dynamic poses. Oh, not fantastic for the Harris, at least. And I How do you feel, Jody? I, uh, I'm overall, I like it. I mean, I'll be honest, I think my general response is if it's coming out in plastic and it's new for heresy, I'm going to like it. Do I like every detailed aspect about it? No. Would I change a lot? Probably. Um, and I think the important thing is that we're going to, we have the option to do that with a model like this. Because again, plastic, I think it's going to be in more parts than most people think. So there will be a degree of room for flexibility and taking things on and off. Uh, and I think uh, some of the more jarring points, like the head, for example, uh, right, swap it. If you don't want to use it, swap it. Yeah, but um, well, any of you will any of you be using the the open or the head out of the helmet with the mullet and ponytail? I'm really. Do you know what? Honestly, I, if I was doing if I was doing Emperor's Children, yes. Okay. Because <laughs> I think it would look fucking awesome. That or the beaky done up as a noise marine or something would look just metal as fuck. I think that would be amazing. Yeah. Would I like to use it otherwise? Yes, I think I would. I don't know on what, though, but I would want to use it somewhere. Um, again, I've been reading some of the things that you talked about. I like the idea of somebody put out there is like, clip it off, and you've got a psyker. You've got a, a librarian, because you've got the librarian yeah. hood on there. Um, brilliant. Great use for it. Um, swap, swap out the sword for a banner bearer. Brilliant. Love it. Swap out yeah. the Volkite for something. Do it. Um I think it's just again we're not used to seeing stuff in the the plastic style the CAD design style yet it's going to have to grow on us. Ooh. Do I think the big head bit was the, was a great choice? No, I wouldn't have done it. Um I think it actually makes when I look at it with the helmet it makes the helmet feel small and out of scale when I look at it because yeah. it's just Kapow! Big headpiece. It's not, and it's not like a top knot, which is up but minimal. This is like, hoo ha! I'm a centurion. I've got the, my my Roman, you know, feel in me. Um, yeah. But overall, yeah, I love it. I, I'm not going to lie. I do really like it because I mean, those bonding studs could become eyes or weeping sores for, you know, something Death Guardy or whatever. You know, 
Do you know you one might... of the things? Sorry, Joe, didn't interrupt. No, me. no, go for it, man. Go for it. One of the things that jumped up to me was that I was looking at the gun because the axe guy has a Volca charger and a holster between his legs. It looks mm -hmm. like a piece of chain mail, but I'm like 90% sure it's a charger. This guy has a Volca charger that's mastercrafted, so it has a sight on the top. To mm -hmm. me, it feels like they were going to give him like the plasma plasma pistol mm -hmm. that you could take for the old like modular force commander kit, yeah. uh, which was a plasma pistol with a sight on it. You saw it all the time back in 5th edition. But I feel like they did that, but in the end, they're like, oh, wait. It's Horus Heresy. Just give him a Volkite charger and put a sight on the top. Yeah. yeah. I mean, just I'm so at it, used to like seeing a sight on it because it's like an assault weapon. I'm just looking at it now going, yeah, that'd be easy to make a plasma pistol. Yeah. Just cut it off behind the sight, keep the stuff on the wrist, jam a plasma pistol. But I do like gun. it because I, I don't think I know anyone who takes plasma pistols in Horus Heresy. There's nothing wrong with it. Just like nobody does it. But yeah, but in general, why, why would you ever take you know, a pistol or combi weapon, or, or maybe a combi weapon, but, you know, the pistols with the price they have uh, yeah. for your characters. But the oh, Volca shorts are pretty good. I used to use those extensively. Yeah, like but, but again, it's it's better to have just more Marines instead of having uh, expensive pistols all over the army. Yes, but imagine, imagine six chargers. Uh, when you play Terror Assault with Night Lords, everybody can have, like, a Volca charger with preferred enemy. Yeah. It has its place. It has its place. Amazing. It has its place. But I tell you what, I still stand by a prayer tour with a Paragon Blade and a Thunder Hammer is the best combination. Enough said. Um, <laughs> anyway. No Legion preference. Just, you know, objectively noting. Yeah, objectively noting, unless you put it on a salamander with a Drake cloak and then nobody will like you. Um, but that's just yeah, me. You play Iron Warriors. I guess people liking you isn't really your primary modus operandi. It was never a thing from the beginning, my friend. Oh, I just reread Angel Exterminatus. One of the best quotes in entire heresy yep. is when they say, Peter Robo, nobody asks me what I dreamed of. Nope. They just assumed we would do stuff. It's how yeah. it works. Even you could have your dreams. Nobody ever bothered to ask me what my dreams were. Yeah. I kind of want to know what his dreams are now. Well, I mean, he wants to be the great architect, doesn't he? He has like these amazing ideas when Fulgrim comes to his study. He has mm -hmm. beautiful cities and drawings and ideas. And people are like, yes, that's good. Also, could you go fuck up a city? And it's like, oh, I guess. Also, <laughs> could you uh, go do garrison duty? I, I guess. Yeah. Anyway, let's let's get off this news desk because we've covered the three main things that are coming out or come have been uh, pre-heresied, pre-teased, um, brought to the edge, <laughs> whatever you want to call it. Um, I'm just looking forward to seeing it all, really. Can't wait to see it all drop um, in person and see it on the battlefield. It's going to be awesome. So let's, let's, just, let's, let's jump from the news desk into our, our hobby environment, into our hobby dens, because, like I said, no, no drastic main topic this evening, nothing that we've got really planned out. So we thought we'd just sort of chat about what we're doing in the hobby uh, in general and what we're working on. Um, we've already said what we're kind of working on at the moment, but Chris, what, what's talk to me, dude? What, what's your general thoughts about 2.0 on the way currently after the, these last couple of weeks and everything's been able to settle in? And well, I've been psyched. I know a lot of people right now are like holding on on any new projects uh, mm -hmm. until you know 2.0 comes out, and there's a lot of concerns: is my army going to get invalidated? Mm -hmm. Like, obviously, we do remember when Age of Sigmar came out, and yeah. uh, they said no arms going to get validated, but Tomb Kings and Bretonnias just like quietly pushed to the side. They got Thanos off the off the page, yes. Yeah. 
like last chance to buy don't ask any questions mm-hmm. uh, i am not clever enough to do that so i have to do abb always be buying always be building so I'm doing like more Empress Children, and my Death Guard are uh, slowly coming away. Like I was doing Death Guard, I was super motivated, and then all of a sudden I was like, "But wait, how much dirt is too dirty?" And I did that like Henry's woe face, and I asked to like, "No, better go back to my comfort zone and do some more Empress Children." Metallic purple is swag. <laughs> go back to the pretty boys, huh? Yeah. So right now, uh, I actually found you know the old Tribune model. Mm-hmm. Like the Termin Tribune you could get. I found one oh, of those. Like the, one in... with the 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 um the cataphragm. Two-handed paragon blade, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I found one of those and I built him up, but it was such a bad cast. I suddenly realized why he was in a corner. I remember like me four years ago throwing to the side going Nyeh! and putting him in a box because it was so warped. I got like a new building one. A storm eagle. <laughs> oh god, yeah. So like add like green stuff him and use a heat gun and how he's like half a head taller than everyone else. Which is, you know, kind of cool, but also kind of weird. And has a lot of cabling, but that works. It's one free. So I'm doing five Palantine Blades with jump packs as a bodyguard for my, like, new Legion champion, I guess. And also this. And I played a game recently. Oh, you did. Tell. Yeah. Do tell. Do tell. Tell us about your I game. I think I, like, briefly touched on this the last time we recorded, but me and a couple of guys like Ulf and Pelle and a couple more went to Alpha Spiel, which is one of the biggest like friend local game shops in Stockholm and played a game. And I had the pleasure of meeting the indomitable Mr. Gabriel Sack, who has a beautiful army of Sons of Wars. Uh, Gabriel Alphonse was there as well, who has a beautiful army of world leaders. Mm-hmm. He was at Scandis. Uh, I think you might have met him before. He's super pleasant. I have, yeah. Again, Again, I was sorry. I'm sorry I was so drunk, Gabriel, that apparently I did not even recognize you. Oh, dude. <laughs> to be fair, uh, I do like getting drunk. Yeah, well, it's also scandalous. It, we're supposed to like play 1,500 points of Centurion. But Gabriel said, like, what do you bring in? And I'm like, well, with Empress Children, I always bring everything I own because it fits into like one Feltar 720. Please sponsor us, Feltar. I need a new box. And I like your stuff. It's not selling out if you do it out of love, right, Jody? Uh-huh. That's what we're going to cool. stick with. Yep. Uh, so we wound up playing like 2,750, which is what I could get in with my new Assault Marines. And he was like, well, can I bring Horus? And I was like, yeah, fuck. Yeah, fuck yeah, all for it. I'm going to bitch and whine if somebody asks me why I'm losing, but bring Horus. I've never met a Primarch. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I tried out the new rules for the Sun Killers, and he brought Horus and Jasteran. And it turns out that the Warmaster, the Eater of the Moon, the Lord of Luna, mm-hmm. he whose skill is unparalleled, Bringer of Terra to his very knees has a weakness, Jody. Does he? Getting shot in the face repeatedly with anti-tank weaponry is apparently his one weakness. That's a Tell fair Dorn. weakness. Do, do, what do you think, uh, Eric? Do you think getting shot in the face with anti-tank weapons counts as a weakness? Yeah, definitely. Or, it's kind uh, of strategic brilliance that uh, would get you pimp-slapped by Dorn, definitely. Yeah, I would say for most of my battles, the big weakness of Primarchs is how slow they are. So I've played a lot of Primarchs. I think I've killed two. But it, it doesn't really matter if they're all that's left on the battlefield when the battle ends. Yeah, we had fun, though. Like, it was yeah. just low-stakes fun game. Uh, he had, like, ten... Uh, he has a really cool army, and he has a lot of different options. He, he by his own admission, is more of a painter than a player. But it's mm-hmm. really fun to play with, and we have, like, really low stakes. And I don't play too much, so it's good to like have a shell game. Mm-hmm. And somebody actually said when he saw his picture, like, "Oh, look, potato horse," and that's unfair. My picture was shit, but his horse is oh, his horse gorgeous. is 
immaculate. Yeah. And I want to, yeah. you know, can I just say something about that actually? Cause yeah. I, I love Gabriel's stuff. I love his painting. Uh, he, his Horus got picked out as the best miniature that was on show at the second MKA army painting course. Oh yeah. And that was chosen by Andy Wardle and Henry Steele. So these are yeah, guys it's who so good painting. that like some guys went past us and they stopped mm. and they're like, you know, a Scooby Doo, <laughs> and they're like, oh just, shit, it's Horus Warmaster. I want to shout. Like, that, I want to shout out that because yeah. I think it's a real achievement that quality painters looked at it and went, yeah, that one. Yeah, his entire army is like that too. Yeah, I know. It's it's not that it makes me sick or anything, but yay. <laughs> And I mean, he puts in the time, like he really puts care and attention into every part. And you notice it mm -hmm. also Gabriel Alphonse with 1500 points of world leaders. They were like, they're really cool. Like it's a themed army. And he said he got tired of doing like tacticals because he sat down and he committed. He did like, I think 30 tactical with chain access all magnetized day one. What wow. was the was the Horus army? Was that the one that went to the MK course in Malmö, the first one we had? No, where we had a play. We went to Stockholm. Yeah, Stockholm. Okay, okay. Yeah, what was it? The one where we were there for a week and had a gaming day in the middle. No, because no, I was, was there at that, that one. Was, that was Lund. That was Lund, yeah. and that's when Matt Matt brought over his Ultramarines. And yeah, yeah. I think okay. it was Pontus brought his Sons of Horus down. Ah, uh, there was. Yeah, because I, I remember what one of the two Primarchs I have killed. Mm -hmm. That was Horus. At the MKA painting, yeah, event. because you my magas killed him with the. That's how the he. That's how Eric reminds people how he defeated them with his mechanicum. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I'm not gonna run through the entire game, but like, yeah. uh, some high points were that like these guys stopped. They're yeah. like, "Whoa, look! Is is that 30k? Are you guys playing 30k?" I'm like, "Yes, step on up, step on up, youngster. Have you heard the Siege of Terror is coming? New box." As like mm. to Gabriel, you there, strange man. Have I ever met you before? Like. No, I've never met you before today, sir. I'm like, would you like to play more Horus Heresy based on today's? Like, why, yes. I've never played before, and I thoroughly enjoy Horus Heresy. What do you say? It's an expensive game? Well, some might say so, but if I was a 20-year-old young man, I'd be like, there's a new box coming. They're like, oh, yeah, a new box. Oh, tell us more. And just like gave them a podcast sticker, and they seemed super keen. Nice. In general, we got really good feedback because we had the best painted arms in the room. And I don't mean that as shade. There's some really good paint arms there. I'm not counting myself, but like we had Ulf, we had Pelle, we had Julius from Uppsala who's coming back. Julius. Oh, awesome. Yeah. And like we had the Iron Warriors of Carl Ludwig who met uh, Alphonse. And like you had a 40K people who were curious and people walked by and asked questions. And the chef who worked at Alphonse Field was super pleasant, took time to talk to me. And turned out he used to be like a GW store manager. And oh, it's wow. like, yeah, I love that. I'm like, oh, yeah, we're playing bad up. Yeah. And like we had some great band with everyone wanted. And everyone's like, oh yeah, Horace Hersey. So like the buzz being promoted on the street and in the game. I was gonna say on the sheet. I miss Freddie right now. Don't tell him I said yeah, that. We we also got I think three new players at yeah. Narcom. But that was And just walking up and being like interested and pleasant. Yeah, oh, because well. that, that was before yeah, before Corona. We I don't think we got the Bani under, but that was basically also just being there. We also had we were running the Raltech event where we had um, the map and everything up, and mm -hmm. then we were playing next to a 40k tournament, and uh, we we had a lot of 40k players just hanging out at our tables uh, whenever they were not playing. Like, I really why sign up for that instead. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you what that that genuinely makes me happy 
to hear that in both instances, but just in general, to hear that people are actually coming up and and not just because it's people coming asking about the hobby, but also because of, let's be honest, the last couple of years, people aren't not staying. 12 foot away and wondering what's going on they're actually sidling up and having a look about what's going on and it's it's awesome i think that's great i, th- I, I, think, it, I think it might also be that like i might be generalizing here but the average 30k player is usually like pretty amenable and like if somebody comes up and asks stuff you don't go like <laughs> don't you know <laughs> i tell you what i, I would uh, i'm gonna i'm gonna be a but I'm going to expand on that a little bit more. I would I would like to think um, that it's just the hobbyist in general is like that. I think there are far too many people out there that end up misrepresenting the hobby by being the ne- the neckbeards or you know rules lawyers three percent whatever you want to call them. Yeah, the three percenters, the the Isfan fives, Isfan three, you know, leftovers, whatever. But you've got, they're out there, they're very loud, they're very vocal online and all that sort of stuff. But, and I can only speak for our community, you know, the part that we've built up with the podcast, that the guys that come to our events, the new guys that come, guys and girls, because there are ladies who come as well, come to our events, you know, not just Scandus, but also Raltac and to Lincoln and, you know, all the things we've been part of. Everybody has been very welcoming and opening open sorry mm. to people asking questions and having a look and you know it's there's never been any of that to the best of Elitism. my knowledge i was going to say yeah. gatekeeper gatekeeping oh, yeah. because yes we can be we can all be uh, elite elitist about certain things especially when it comes to things like okay i think we get kicked for this more than we should be because i don't think it's unfair to to want to do but we have we perceive to have extremely high painting standards. And I don't think that's a bad thing for a community to have. Um, I think what becomes a problem is when people think I can't achieve that. So I can't be part of it. Mm. And that's, that's, that's not the case. I, I, again, for only speaking for our community, if you come, you know, we always say three color minimum for our events. And that's mostly because just simply, we don't want to see great, great miniatures on the tabletop because that's yeah. not the the game we wish to cultivate. If you just simply want to put three colors on your model and that's the best you can do, or that's what you're happy with, I'm going to be happy facing that. I'm not asking you to put out a golden demon quality army. I just want to see you painting. And I think that that's the best thing about the community is that it doesn't live up to the, uh, our community. In my eyes, it doesn't live up to those stereotypes. Yeah. But But at the same time, I think that when it comes to painting, the fact that we always say that you have to have a painted army mm-hmm. uh also think that's part of the culture in yep. our community and i yep. think it's even you you can call it gatekeeping um but uh, yeah i i don't really care about that to be honest um but the the fact that we have uh m- that you have to have painted i think it's important to uh to keep that we shouldn't event. mistake standards for gatekeeping. Yeah. Standards is like you already said, you have to have this painting. Gatekeeping yeah. is when we show, hey, why are you rocking off with this? You can yeah. do better. Yeah. Uh, out of someone in this podcast, who, and I'm going to go out on Limer, who's probably been the most shit at painting, I'd say I'm like Dude. okay-ish now, but when I started, I was like, objective. I was pretty bad, particularly in comparison to everyone else. 
I never felt unwelcome even next to other people because like everybody paints differently and nobody ever like sneered or was unpleasant. Wow. I don't mean the game sense. Initially, and I don't talk about this because why would I? I was pretty insecure about my painting. I knew it wasn't as good as a lot of people there, uh, but nobody ever made me feel dumb for asking except for Eric. But that's because once I asked Eric how he did the OSL on his Mechanicum tanks, and he said, I do like I usually do OSL. And I was like too shy to expound further. Like, yeah, yeah, cool. And then I walked away. And then the next time I asked him again, like, well, I told you last time, you just do OSL with green. I was like, yeah, yeah, definitely. And I went like YouTube down the toilet. Like, what is OSL? Oh, okay, cool. Nobody ever made me feel like unwelcome or like my mm-hmm. questions were inane or impolite. And when I ask people like Bjorn or Pelle or Freddy or Jody or like Eric, like, how do you do this? How do I improve this? I got concrete, tangible feedback based on what they thought I could actually do. And nobody ever looked down on my painting or made me feel like inadequate as a painter, or like bad as a painter. Like, this is how we do it. This yeah. is how you can do it. We'd recommend that you pick like techniques and ideas from where you want. And mm-hmm. that's how you evolve. Just like yeah. always having that curiosity of wanting to like step it up one step more. And now it looks pretty okay, I think. Yeah, because really I think does. we have, um, like, it's, you you can basically show up with stuff painted as you want, but... Uh, as long as it's painted. <laughs> yeah, but the, yeah, exactly, because the, the community gives the gift to the other people that you have painted shit. Yeah. Um, and I think it's that, more immersive. Like we don't say yeah. it because we don't want certain people there. We say it because when we sit down to play with our army man, it feels like more of a story. If the other guy, like, if you're gonna have a theater play, it's better if everybody shows up in costume. And that's basically what we're asking. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And it, it, again, if you have spent hundreds of hours painting an army, then the least effort people could do is spend maybe twenty hours painting an army, because Basically, if you really wanted to just paint three colors, then you can probably do an army in 20 hours. Yeah. And um, I know I know that with the new edition, and again, I don't want to come off as an asshole, but again, gatekeeping and standards are not the same thing. And I think that actually the Outer Circle Maca had a pretty good article about this. And if we ask people to paint a certain standard, we have that on everyone. It's not like, oh, hey, Bjorn, my old friend. Oh, no painting standard for you. No. Everybody has to do that, new or yeah. old. But yeah. like, it's going to happen with the new edition that people are like, they don't know the painting standards. They're going to ask us, okay, why do you have that? And that's not them questioning. That's them wondering, because I know it's not like that and everything. 40K now has a rule where you get more points if you actually like victory points to see one if you paint your shit, which I think is a step in the right direction. But that's how we've always done it. And I'm going to speak for the podcast here, if you feel correct me. We're not going to change the painting standards for the new edition. It nope. would be inane and it would be counterproductive because if we say, hey, it's okay, you're new, you don't have to paint, that ain't helping no one. If we yeah. say, hey, you're new, if this is the best you do, feel free. Like, you're super welcome. Everyone is welcome. We I had think... a lot of people rock up with like lead belcher painted armies with null oil and like zero details from bossing. That's okay. We're not going to tell them, is this the best you can do? We're going to say, hey, welcome, rad iron warriors, come on. Yeah, but everyone started in this yeah. hobby with an unpainted army. And we did build up a community and everyone has shown up with painted armies. But events. what we're going to see now is people who have never done hobby. Usually we get yeah. people who have done like fantasy or 4K and have some yeah. bare minimum skills. Now I think we're going to see more people have never painted and they're going to rock up to heresy. And we just have to be welcoming and accommodate that. I'm looking forward to that. 
and I'm looking forward to that for many reasons. And I think that is another reason why I'm extremely happy that we have that heresy is being treated the way it is by Games Workshop. Because, yes, let's be honest, we can look at it and say, maybe this isn't being geared towards existing play excuse me, existing players in the way that we might hope it is. It is being geared towards new and existing players from other systems um, systems yeah. as well as just somebody who's going to hopefully walk by a store and look in a window and see the box and go what because is now it's going to be in the store you can just walk into games workshop mm -hmm. to get paints and say oh yeah also i would like a squad of horse heresy marines because mm -hmm. yeah. i don't mind ordering from forge world but like mm -hmm. being able to go like oh shit i'm out of x i'll just pop into town and pick up mm -hmm. x it's really nice it makes it and that's the thing it's we are going to see a big influx of players. I mean, we've already we already saw it at Scandis last year. I hope that we can retain as many of those as possible, and we will get new players in. Despite and, me murdering Harrison in front of everyone present. Exactly, but um, <laughs> I think what's what's important is, and this is why I'm very proud of what we've been able to build as a community. And we're not the only community to have done this. No, 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 of course. Because not. let's let's be fair. Before we even existed as a podcast, you had things like. Um, Crusade and Heresy. Oz um, 30k. Oz 30k. Uh, you had the Loaded Dice podcast, yeah. Eye of Horus, Age of Darkness. Age of Darkness, like. like Age of Darkness has, have been doing since the, almost the very beginning, their two week hobby challenge. You know, you've, you've got that, which I think is, I was part of that for a long time. I know you were as well, Chris. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, beautiful piece of hobby, uh, hobby enthusiasm. And welcome uh, to like, all super nice. Yeah, fully painted is for closers. Yeah. Not everybody liked the sentiment, what they thought the sentiment behind it was, but it's still the same thing. It's driving the hobby, getting Ooh. people to do stuff. And one thing that we've been fortunate enough to do, we already talked about it um, when we talked about like MKA and now Cult of Paint, is we've been able to build a relationship with a group of people who teach painting for a living. And yeah. we have them over every year. We have Henry over. We've had Andy over. Hopefully we'll be able to get other guys to come over. We have Matt who came over with Henry in the very first course. I literally got reminders on my on my um, Facebook, Facebook memories thing. And I still can't believe I painted my Iron Warriors that good. I don't know what happened afterwards, but they went I downhill a bit. I can't painted either. Oh, no, they got shut up, you. <laughs> <laughs> but it started because... We said as a community, let's do this. Let's tr yeah. let's try and lift our, do something new, try experience something new. And I think that is that sort of is another lesson to take towards Heresy 2.0 because we have the opportunity as a, an existing community to go. There's a whole lot of stuff out there that we're going to be able to benefit from. Plastic, yeah, and... plastic, plastic miniatures, plastic vehicles, you know, focused, uh, a focused on rule system, new stuff being produced. The only thing we have to do is be open to it and not as much as I don't, I'm going to say this, and this is going to almost shoot down what I'm saying. We have to let go of the past. We know we've been burnt by Forge World and GW and things the way things have changed and you know we've been we felt let down for a number of years because all we've had is a legion specific prayer tour here something there not what we want now and like a panicky last want. chance to buy yeah 
Now we're getting yeah. what we want. Now we need to be open to it and not go, well, it's not what I there's only so much we can say we want something you, you yeah. want something before it becomes now you're just being entitled i was going to say picky yeah or cantankerous but yeah entitled as well there's only so far and i think there is going to be another period of what we went through with like age of sigmar and maybe even eighth ninth <laughs> edition 40k i know yeah. hang on hold on hold that in there is going to be a point where as a business because we've got to remember that no matter what we like to do, there are GW is a business. They are going to pull back and produce everything they have. They know they can produce. So we might lose the rules or the potential for certain units for certain legions. I'm going to cry if the iron warriors lose their iron havocs. Um, but I would put that at a very low probability. I know, but they don't it, have it might, a lot of things, but this is what I was going to say is that these things might happen initially but then they're gonna they, they know they want to make money they know they want to make these units exist so they will make them exist and we'll get them again in the future we've just got to give it the time that it deserves so i think there well, and that's what i think our our little community our well little said, part of our nordic community worldwide listener group the people who are part of this i really think we're we're capable of that can I say something if we're going to be serious for a while? Because damn, Joni, I'm usually just like bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. I think it has to be said. That's all. Yeah. yeah. Well, now, if you listen to this and you're like, I, I ain't exclusionary. I just want to keep up the standards of the hobby. I want to help the hobby. I want to like help. If you listen to this, if you want to help the hobby, if you want to be good to the hobby, like if you see somebody who doesn't paint or can't paint, just tip them off to the cult to paint stuff. Mm-hmm. Tip them off to Miles. There are a lot of good resources online. YouTube, yeah, don't baby. don't YouTube. be a dick. Help them become a better painter. Don't force them because you can't. You know, you can lead a horse to water. You can't make it drink. Give them the choice and the opportunity because everybody has to start somewhere, like Jody said. And everybody should have the chance to improve their painting without getting shat on. Yeah. You want to do something for the Vrangian Harris? You want to help us out? Tell people that there are courses. Henry is a super nice guy, but he's also a patient teacher. These things are not mutually cohesive, usually. Like, mm-hmm. he no. will take time. He will help you. If you've gone to his course, he'll even answer questions on Facebook within reason. Like, yeah, he's a good dude. And we're very he's lucky a good dude, and he does him. solid work, and he can teach people. Yeah. yeah. And let, let's say uh, Games Workshop completely fucks up the new horse heresy. Uh, we always have the old books. So mm-hmm. if it's completely horrible and everyone wants to leave the game because they just hate it, then uh, it's not further away than running events from the current rules. Yeah, yeah trust me, I play fancy editions that's literally two decades old. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and there are people out there playing first and second edition for uh, 40K. So, I mean, it's, it's not, it is not the be-all and end-all of this hobby. If you're going to really. play Rogue Trader uh, or like second edition, remember, beakies are perfect for that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, good Lord, bad ab wars, but we're not getting into yeah. that. I'm putting together a bad or worse campaign right now. I'm putting together yep. a group. Oh, a group God. of exceptional individuals, Jody. <laughs> I can't afford to be part of that exceptional We're individual. We're calling ourselves group. the Bad Ab Initiative. Oh, God. Oh, God. Right. It uh, stands for uh, ba- Blister Attack Based Adaption uh, Defensives. Yeah. The acronym I'll tell you uses what, work. You take a few minutes and work that one out. Uh, Eric. As we're yeah. talking about community, I mean, what? 
How is it feeling from from the Danish community point of view? I mean, we're all start of part of the the Varangian, whatever you want to call it. But yeah. where you are at the moment, how's the feeling coming <laughs> in for two point Um, to be honest, uh, I would say the word is probably fearful. Okay, um, that's honest. Pe- that's honest. Pe- yeah. Uh, the the thing is, people have been burned a lot yeah. by four twelve by. Mm-hmm. Exactly by stuff disappearing, um, and most of us are veterans from both 40k and fantasy, yeah. Um, so I think right right now, I'm, I'm hopeful that it's gonna be good, but mm-hmm. we have also already talked about like if shit if it goes to shit, then we uh will just keep on running the route tag events and stuff like that in yeah. the current edition, um, but but yeah, the. I would say maybe yeah, 55, 60% positive. Um, and the rest is very fearful about, like, for, especially, for example, the new uh, reactions. Mm-hmm. Like, are they going to be stratagems 2.0 or something? Because no one wants that. Well, I guess ask if you just upgrade, like, it to cautiously optimistic like you said yeah. if worst comes to worst we'll just use the old system otherwise like yeah give it a fair shake what we can agree on is that we're pretty much all buying the box yeah well yeah. So, I, I was planning on selling my other kidney but apparently i need that one now so <laughs> like you have, should... kid, you have like relatives you don't like sell their kidneys yeah, yeah. but they're all in the uk yeah, even better the nhs ain't holding up yeah. make them sell their kidneys over there but but yeah, the only maybe. thing I think is when if now that we can play in Games Workshop, for example, um, I don't think anyone actually has an army here in Denmark, or at least from my group, that they can actually play because we have third party uh, and three D printed shit on pretty oh, much yeah, all our regiments. Let's be let's be honest. Yeah. Is any of us gonna re- okay? Maybe actually knowing some of the the Danish group you have done, but. That is that really a big problem? Because how many of us are actually going to go to a officially licensed Games Workshop event? I just imagine, like in Revenge of the Nerds, that Eric is just rocking up to GW, like means to me, Mudefuge, yeah, half a spill of heresy, and he can just finally play all of these rude Games Workshop employees with his heresy army. Nay, har have du tusen söner? Yeah. The higher. Chris, 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 this isn't YouTube. We don't have subtitles, mate. Keep it short, uh, please. Yeah, so basically he's going to get his revenge on the Rude Games Workshop employees with his Horus Heresy army. Yeah, nice. But, but with that said, I was I was thinking more like Grand Tournament or something because oh, yeah. I guess that would be more active if the game is larger. We'll see, I mean, it's, it's like, okay, so it needs to be said, I guess. Some people have called me like, oh, are you afraid it's going to be like official tournament sport? I'm like, no, because it's going to happen. Yeah. Look, look, it's going to be the third biggest game. Age of Sigmar, huge turn up at Adepticon for Age of Sigmar. Beautiful armies, yeah. apparently. Uh, like, I wouldn't know, not because I'm looking down, I just didn't check it out. 40k, always a huge turnout at Adepticon and Las Vegas yeah. Open. Why? Because you have a tournament system. Horus Heresy, third system. There's going to be one. Yeah. But, definitely. but, but, are we in the podcast going to use a tournament system? No. There was always a tourney system in seventh edition. We just choose to abstain from it because we like mm-hmm. telling stories, and we think that like having best ass whooper awards would be c- directly counterproductive. 
there's a reason why we as a community in Sweden for horse heresy prefer to give somebody a trophy or like a credit check or like this kind of games workshop for being a pleasant person handing out cookies or like playing good games and like being supportive rather than whooping the shit out of whoever they face. Yeah, yeah but but you, you forget with the Danes that we like to, you know, just go once to one of the tournaments and then win it. So we can say that I could have gone there and done it again. But instead, I have chosen to play the campaign game. You can't see me sneer right now. Uh, <laughs> but what I'm thinking here is, Eric, that like, strictly speaking, I faced you once and I won hands down. No, Freddy won that game. No, no, no. You, you didn't kill anything. Freddy plays a template. No, no, no. <laughs> you need to adapt to the fact that we had a random events table and your entire army got flushed out of an airlock after getting land-striked by a trader cruiser. That happened, Eric. In turn one, before I got a to good move. good general adapts your <laughs> circumstances. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, with the last 10 points on the table. <laughs> <laughs> and it was still a close game. Uh, no, but, um, yeah, like, there are different game systems, and there might be yeah. tournaments, and that's going to be for some people, but we in the Varangian Heresy are probably not going to do it. If nope. we, and here's the thing. If we do, on the out, let, let's, let's be honest, let's, I'm playing devil's advocate here, because yeah, sure, why not? I, I get to do as the, I, I can be that as the host and still get away with it. If yeah, we did, as as an Englishman, you would know about packs with Infernal. Shut up. Um, you're not wrong, but shush. Um, <laughs> all I'm saying is, you know, at the end of the day, we will, if if we do decide to do anything different, we'll tell everybody. We will keep our community informed, and uh, it's important for us to also hear back from our community about what's going on. So, if you're listening to this and you have thoughts on what we're talking about, whether it's this episode or stuff we post in our Facebook or Facebook group, we want to hear from you because it's not a one-way street. It's about talking back and forth. And yeah. I'd like to think that, again, we live in a... Not to we get live too in deep, a society. Not, you know, I was trying not to go there, um, even though it's pretty much what I want to say. Where things are at the moment, it's very easy for anyone and everyone to fill a void with lots of noise and random thoughts without any evidence to back it up. It's really easy to say, this model looks like this. These things are disappearing. This is going to change because we heard somebody say this on Reddit or Facebook or wherever. And it's really easy for that to snowball and disappear and get away from us. What we can say with certainty is we have no intention of changing how we approach the game. We have every intention of supporting anybody who wants that wants support and help with the game, with their hobby, with whatever it might be. It might it's very easy that, you know, if somebody's listening to this now and they say, Oh, I'd like to get involved, how do I get involved? Reach out to us. They could be in another part of the world. They could be another part of Sweden where we don't do things on a regular basis, but I'm very confident we can help you reach them. We'll help you find players too. Yeah, we'll do all that. We we just want to propagate the heresy. We want to propagate the the environment and make things the best as we possibly can. And I know I'm, I feel like I'm maybe I'm starting to repeat myself from what I was saying earlier on, but I think we're in a with with Heresy 2.0. We are in a very natural but super positive point where we can do this. And it's no releases trying to convince <laughs> people to get on board. It's a, uh, there's brings it because no matter how much I personally am 
highly unlikely Dripping. to to uh, no highly unlikely to ever play Age of Sigma or really have anything to do with the newer versions of 40k. The models look stunning. There are so many good models out there. Okay, maybe not so many of the marine kits. I'm not a huge fan of the newer some of the newer guns on guns on guns kits. Um or marines in marine suits in marine armor. That's personal. I love a lot of the stuff they've done for Age of Sigmar, for Necromunda, for all the different systems that are out there. And that's the other thing. If the Heresy can benefit from that, we are going to be golden. Or am I just talking out of my smokestacked ass? No, I just want to talk about my match of Heresy. <laughs> I never Go got finished. Oh well, we yeah. Well, <laughs> well you yeah. All right, get on with it then. <laughs> so no like some, there. Go on. <laughs> I had like two or three highlights. One of them was that I infiltrated some recon marines into like some ruins. Yes, we did kill points. So just want to see mm -hmm. what Gabriel was gonna do, and he jumped in like ten uh, reavers or basically like close combat gang fighters, and he just slaughtered the shit out of them. Mm -hmm. And then he was gonna like attack my backline of heavy support marines with last cannons, and then straight on cool aid manning honorable Adabadi like a Terran veteran in a Contemptor shell, just burst through a wall and slammed straight into him and massacred all of them. And that was like 450 nice. points straight up. That's tasty. That's always fun uh, when stuff like that happens. Another nice moment I had was that I had like... You're going to get what I mean here, Jody, and you too, Eric, because you've played Mechanicum and Yoda's played Iron Warriors. I got a Rhino over half of the field, and I got a six-man support squad out of the round you no know, side door and they're a flamer support squad. They just put a classic line mm -hmm. and they just flamed the shit out of someone. Like classic World War I Flammensturmen. Just they stood up on a line, walked out of a Rhine, and just shot flamers and did like 40 wounds. No, 40, 40 hits. Yeah, and I think they killed like one guy and then they got charged and lost combat and fled. So they did <laughs> their job, still, is like, what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah so doing what they must uh, do. Yeah, and my assault marines managed to, like, they got shot by, like, jet bikes just flying by, just shooting plasma guns at them, but a majority survived, and then he got to charge in, on the top of a bunker and just fight in close combat. It's a fun match because I basically want to run into Gabriel's face, so he takes, like, strategic positions and hits me at a Fury of the Legion, and then while he's reloading, I try to just face that withering hail of storms shots and just run into him. And it's always fun. Yeah, I keep learning how good a Daredeo actually is. <laughs> it's it's amazing. super useful. And oh yeah, and my Vigilator continued a proud tradition of doing absolutely nothing for his 145 points except for looking cool with a cloak billowing in the wind on the top of a building. Oh, tell a lie. He actually got like D6 auto hits. You know, he gets that like explosion thing in the beginning of the game. Yeah. And he managed to like immobilize Gabriel's uh, Contemptor Mortis behind a building. Oh, nice. Nasty. <laughs> and then we checked the chart. It's like, oh, it's not immobilized. It's just like he was stunned. So he had to spend oh. like one and a half turn just standing still and then moving out. And then he got shot by Michael Temple Mortis. Hmm. Uh, nice. So yeah, it was really fun. I mean, Graves is a good guy. He has some bad luck with the dice. And like some units are a bit harder to use than others. But he's really hmm. become the rules well. And I always have fun with him. He's like a good guy and it's fun to talk to him. We have good banter overall. He's, he's a really a solid, good painter and builder. He's a really solid guy. It really yeah. nice guy. And it's just fun just to face Horus. Mm. Uh, it's a good fin. I lucked out and you just shoot laser, laser cannons at him. 
Mm. Well, seeing as I took us on a massive rant in the middle yeah, what, of Yeah, what's uh, your hobby progress, Jody? Well, I was going to say, let's, get, let's no, no, ignore me for a minute. Let's go to Eric, because Eric's got stuff, to, cool stuff to talk about. What have you been up to, Eric? Yeah, but basically not 30k at all. <laughs> you like big boats and you cannot lie? Yeah, basically I've been rocking uh, ships for fantasy. And as yeah, you, you guys know, I've been working on a fantasy system for the last five years now. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had our first event here a month ago. Went uh, went really well. We it was seven people, which I think is pretty awesome considering mm-hmm. it's a system that was built, you know, by myself and some few others I've been testing with. Um, so yeah, basically uh, building up to that, painting my halfling army. Um, I'm currently building and painting more ships than I already have because I hope to include some more naval battles next time we have an event, hopefully in the end of June or start of July. So, uh, yeah, it's it's going forward on, on the hobby for the fantasy part, at least. Um, I was considering for Lincoln to to buy, or to, I have actually, I have a corn army in 3D files. So I was mm-hmm. considering making a close combat demon army, Ooh. just all out corn. But uh, then, yeah, the new edition started showing up, and I have no idea if demons are going to be there, if they're going to be any good, or what mm. what's going to be there at all. Yeah. So uh, I decided to not print that army and instead focus some more on the fantasy part. That's so, fair. yeah. I've seen that was it's Eric's paint place on Instagram, your uh, your Instagram account, right? Yeah, yeah. Because exactly. I was watching some of the videos you've been putting out with the the painting of the ships and stuff, and that is not a small ship, my friend. That oh, is. No. That, that looks that's... like if you. It looks like if you put a motor in it, you could actually put it out on a pond. Yeah, and that's oh. not even the Loot Studios one. This one is just my uh, ghost ship. Uh, the Loot Studio one is about um, almost, I think, eighty centimeters long, uh, oh, and you can actually have. 32 mil models standing up inside the ship. It has several levels. Um, I think it has three levels. So uh, oh, that's... Almighty. Yeah, it's going to be truly massive. <laughs> the but, D&D uh, GM in me wants to have that so badly. Yeah. <laughs> For no good reason than just to have it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's also we do... The system I built was basically for miniature wargaming and RPG at the same time. Mm-hmm. So basically you can mix up playing RPG and wargaming. So the, the rules are exactly the same. So you can just fit in your characters in regiments if you want to do that mm-hmm. uh, and play real battles, um, which, which I th- think is probably one of the strongest points of that game. Um, but basically I, I'm definitely going to have a scenario involving that ship <laughs> oh yeah um so my dude you have to i mean it's oh like, yeah you have to now i'm sorry <laughs> yeah well we, we've gotten an for the rpg got parts not the wargaming but role-playing part we actually got so many new people in our group that we decided to start over so my my assignment to the players has been uh you can do whatever you want for a character but you are on a ship going from this place to this place, 
uh, when we start the first scenario. So, yeah, in, in about a month or yeah, one and a half months, I have to have the whole ship ready. So uh, looking forward to, do, to, huh? to that. <laughs> a little bit of work to do then, huh? Oh, definitely, definitely. I think my smaller, I, I built a frigate. Uh, I think it, that took me about a week of hobby time. Um, and the current, the ghost ship I'm building right now, it's fucking horrible, actually. It has so many details and it's a PLA print. Uh -huh. um, and I want to do it with copper that, you know, that's becoming green. Yeah. Um, from oxidizing yeah, copper, yeah. Yeah, oxidizing copper. And because it's a PLA print, it has all the print lines. Mm -hmm. uh, so basically build it and then I've been painting it over with with um yeah wood glue uh because mm -hmm. that kind of runs into a lot of the crevices and yeah. then after that it's all about doing exactly what you normally shouldn't do with paint you know doing many thick thick layers of paint until the crevices are gone and mm -hmm. then you can start thinking about like the color scheme you want to use. So I think it gave it three or four layers of just thick black with airbrush and then hand painted a lot of it after that with thick layers again. Wow. The the arduous joys of 3D printing and painting. Yeah, but, but now after I got the mega printer, I've been printing, well, I've started printing the new ships in uh, resin because the, the work... You know, resin is is more expensive to print, but mm -hmm. the work you have to put into PLA prints to get them to look good, that that's just many times um, what it would take to do it with resin. So um, the, the really big ship is going to be resin, and I think I'm going to hit 9 or 10 liters of resin used which are about 400 kroner each, so it's fucking expensive. You, you have to be, like, winding up on some sort of government watch list yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. also no, with all the IPA I buy. You, well, you'd know all about that with your search history, Chris, but, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah, but, I mean, you got me there. Yeah. I just imagine, like, the, the Danish police breaking into Eric's yeah. house, like, stop, we heard your... Oh, is that a yeah. <laughs> Hey, Hans, get in here. Mads, check it out. What do you want? You're discussing... Oh, cool, is that a boat? Well, we, we, we actually did have a, a fun one with the police when we went to uh, Scandals once. Um, we, basically, when we were crossing the border, someone had forgotten his passport not me um but someone i won't mention because of the the next part um <laughs> so we were three guys in a car and crossing the bridge to to sweden and we're like yeah here's our passport and this guy forgot his passport he does not have a driver's license <laughs> so here is your uh health insurance card or health it's healthcare card, I guess, in Denmark. We yeah. don't have insurance like that. Um, he said proudly. And the police is like, ah, oh, okay, well, we'll let you in, but you have to go, yeah, stop and get your car checked because apparently yeah. the Swedish police don't care that they can't identify people coming into the country. Um, so basically we get stopped <laughs> and then two police officers come over, a woman about 40 years old and this 
man who has been 60, 65 years old, and he's just sitting in a chair, just looking at us. And then the just nothing. Yeah, and then the woman scruffy don't yeah, care. And then the woman comes over and she's like, "Oh, what is that? That's a yeah, that's a miniature. So what are you doing? Yeah, we're driving to Stockholm to a tournament and like." Oh, okay, that that's cool. Do you paint them yourself? Yeah, yeah, sure thing. Um, and then just have that old Swedish cop who's like, "You don't have any girlfriends, do you?" We're <laughs> 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 like, "We have had at some point." <laughs> uh, so basically, we uh, they they look at our models. We talk about Warhammer for a while with with the female police officer, and then they let us go, and then the the unnamed guy is like, oh my god, I'm so glad they didn't have a dog. Then they would probably have found my weed in a condom in a thermocan. I'm like, oh my what? god. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like how he casually mentions that afterwards. It's like, dude, do you, uh, what, I, are you transporting like drugs in my car without telling me? What? Oh. <laughs> to be fair, if I was transporting cars, drugs in your car, Eric, and this is a very strong hypothetical, please don't get me, please. <laughs> I ain't got money for, for a lawyer. I wouldn't tell you either. With, oh. all due, with all due respect, Eric, I think I know who you're talking about. And fuck me, dude. Okay, yeah. fair enough. Yeah, uh, power I, to them. Yeah, you... that's funny because I've heard Freddie say he did the same. Oops, <laughs> dude. Uh, it, it it was a Danish guy, and uh, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll not put out any names here. But uh... um, yeah, apparently, uh, I've been uh, un unknowingly smuggling weed to Sweden. That's nothing. When I went to Japan in 2008, I unwittingly bought a carpet knife on the table, uh, on yeah. the plane, to um, to there and back. Oh, because <laughs> wow. my work backpack and I had to leave like in a huff. Awesome. And it turned out because I found it when I got home and my girlfriend, who's now my wife, who's amazing, she's like, oh, did you get me any gifts? I was like going through my backpack, like, yeah, I got you this. <laughs> I'm like, I got you a huge Totoro and a couple of like cell phone holders. And like the next thing she knows, I'm holding a teddy bear, and for some reason, I'm just pulling a long ass flip knife out of my backpack with a strange expression on my face. And some dude walks by, just goes up to her, like, "Hey, are you okay? Do you know this dude just holding a teddy bear and a knife?" She's like, "Yeah, this is my boyfriend." And he's like, "Oh, okay." And just looks at me and looks at the knife, like, "What? Well, have a nice evening, y'all!" And he just runs off. Wow. Um... Screw you guys, because I've got to try to follow up my hobby progress after that. I don't yeah, have anywhere yeah. near as cool stories. Uh, <laughs> you didn't even have drugs or an illegal weapon in your story, Jody. No, I don't. Um, crap. Okay. Well, uh, yeah, my stuff. Um, well, like I said at the beginning, I've been playing around with, because uh, I haven't been hobbying directly, uh, I've been playing around with coming up with some potential foreshadowing of stickers and designs for the podcast you know just having a bit of a play in photoshop and trying to come up with some stuff that might be cool. being useful yeah, yeah. maybe hopefully I'd like the rest so you're of actually us. doing useful stuff for the podcast unlike the well, rest no, of us it's just because i couldn't paint uh, not because i was doing anything out of my the goodness of my heart i just couldn't paint so because <laughs> i was i didn't have a an air compressor and i'm at that stage with my militia where it's still all in grey, you know, or white-grey resin waiting to be painted. So um, I needed the airbrush. So, yeah, I've been doing that and doing lots of stuff. Well, lots of stuff. Some stuff behind the scenes for the podcast and trying to get us all geared up for the 
for Heresy 2.0. Um, what else have I been doing hobby-wise? Uh, I'm trying to think. Honest to God, not a huge amount. Um, yeah. Oh, I ordered some um, decals for my army from uh, Death Ray Designs. Uh, Counts. Uh, yeah. Oh, no, Fallout Hobby. Sorry, it was Fallout I got them from. I was looking at Death Ray, but I went to Fallout instead, got them from Fallout. So that, that counts. Uh, they're really cool. I'm really happy with those. Um, so, yeah, I've got no excuses now not to paint and do some actual hobby. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, that that's pretty much been my hobby. It's It's actually been a lot... A lot of admin stuff for the podcast and you know playing around in photoshop so um we need an intern i am the intern right now that's the problem uh, <laughs> i am the intern we need a state state sponsored intern who needs like to work comp experience yeah, well I, I fall into that category too but let's not i don't want to keep digging myself in right here um <laughs> But um, yeah, no, I've, uh, I've got, um, I've been making, a, I will say this, been making a lot of lists with uh, Scandus in mind. Um, and I am a bit, not worried, but I do, I, I do want to see how the, the approach to 2.0 is going to affect non-Legion armies. Because I want to see how, how long it takes to get something out of the things like Cults of Militia, Solar Orcs. The rumor is that on Wave 1, which is going to be like week 2 of the release or week 1, they're going to release Loyalist, Heretics, and then like Miscellaneous Sundries, i.e. other that's armies. Good, yeah. And that's going to be Cults and Militia, Mechanicum. I mean, and I don't know if Solar Orcs, but uh, I'm going to say at least yeah. Cults and Mechanicum. Solar would be weird because they, they are actually the one of the human armies that are not space marines that actually have models. Yeah. Yes, and but the thing is, I've seen them mentioned in like one of the play league, but it's an old one, and who knows what the heck that means. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, uh, like Jody said, we're not here to rumor monger, but who knows what that means? Because it's old stuff and it's outdated. Yeah, I just, I honestly just hope that that the, that's the one thing that, uh, like I said, I'm not worried about. I just don't want it to drag out. Uh, yeah. and, and be six, eight months down the line because yeah. I'm, I'm sitting here. I've, I've, com I've committed because of just many reasons to doing a, a my rogue trader militia army, mm. and I, I don't. Uh, I'm not going to not paint it. I'll put it together. I just want it to be playable. Yeah, but but, it, but it, I think with militia, what what kind of annoys me a bit there with the whole policy of they probably will have with they only make rules for models that exist yeah. is that for me militia has always been the army where you could just go crazy creative mm -hmm. you know you had solar yeah. that's i don't want to play marines and then you had militia which was more like build whatever like find a world create a world yourself what, mm. and then build that yeah um, I and, like, I want to do a gun cult, or I want to do a tech yeah. cult, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, I've I've, I've got my hands playing playing militia is looking at uh, the French Revolution and going like, hey, I want to play the guys who yeah. die. Yeah. But but uh, for example, I've I found uh, s some STL files for the Ornithopter from Dune, the new movie. Ooh. Um, 
So I kind of wanted to do instead of the Imperial Navy fighters, just do the Ornithopters and then obviously put the right weapons on it. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, I'm yeah. I'm a bit afraid if uh, the whole militia arm is just going to be reduced to uh, yeah, you can bring this one or two regiments and Lehman Ross tanks, for example. Uh, yeah, that'll be again, boring. Again, I will say this again: if it does happen. We're gonna we'll step up as a community somewhere. Yeah. I mean, you've got the Mornival boys who are putting together so much cool stuff. We yeah. can do it ourselves. We are. We are also We've done it before, it. and we yeah. can do yeah. it again. I mean, it's not it's not the end of the world, uh, but it's, it's just the one thing I want to see. I I, I don't. Okay, here's the negative. I'll get it out of the way. I don't <laughs> want it to be like they did with Age of Sigmar and just say, yeah, all you, you all your old armies are valid. They're just not anywhere near as valid as the new stuff. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. That, I just want yeah, them but to that's, be included. That's what they've done in 40k for 9 Fed too. Yeah. Like they're like, okay, everybody's on even field for eighth edition, which they weren't. And then now it's like name ninth edition. You're like, well, it, you don't have to have the latest army to win, but it helps. Yeah. It's like we love everything equally, but we have favorites. Yeah, because what what I want is different tactics. So it's like I want a different way to play the game. If I play like my militia dudes it should be different from playing my army dudes yeah, yeah. but but the, the, i think that the thing is that you can do you know have the same statistical chance of something mm -hmm. and then you can have um basically you can do it in different ways like if you're yeah. better at yeah. hitting if you're better at wounding and you can put it on different models and also you can price it so that Every time, for example, with militia, every time three guys die, it takes the same amount of firepower as one space marine. Yeah. Um, so it's, I think it's the choices. So you can easily make different yeah. choices I that mean, are all statistically the same, but look, yeah. it feels different playing them instead like, of just having... You should, you should have the chance of being able to win. Yeah. Being able to succeed and perform your tactics, but you should adapt them to the forces at your yeah. disposal. And like, and like I said, I'm not worried. I just... I don't want it to happen that way. I would like them to be a bit more uh, preemptive and pre proactive and see that there are there is this love for that type of army out there and for it to yeah. not just be... You wouldn't say you're concerned, but you're aware of the history that lies Thank therein. You, yes. But, and but it, again, it, mm -hmm. is, isn't it what, that, what has been happening since Book 7 anyway? So it's just a matter of how bad it is. I'm just trying to let the past go, but I I'm, I'm I'm trying to be positive about it. I just why do you keep quoting that Star Wars movie? Because it's important. Kill the past, something like that. Anyway, the one other thing because I'm looking at it now and I just forgot that uh, I don't know if I mentioned this the last time, but um, a friend of mine at Christmas sent me uh, for my fortieth. He sent me one of the McFarlane uh, uh, 40k figures. So I've actually oh, cool. got well, it's one? one of the Primaris Marines. It's one with the um, the bolt the bolt gun or whatever it's called the primaris bolter so because uh, i know they've just released a new round with like imperial fists and stuff which look very cool by the way but he, he's um he's given me that one uh as a present as a 40th present so i was pretty chuffed with that so i'm also looking at it and trying to work out how i want to paint it do i want to go nuts on like extras and stuff or you know what do i want to do basically so I've got that as an extra bit of hobby to play around with as well. So that's all pretty cool, I think. Oh, cool. Yeah. But you know what? Oh, yeah. Can I mention Very something? Very quickly, you can. Go on. 
I've started reading Saturnine. <laughs> Isn't it awesome? And I know that I'm like way late to the party, but this is a Dan Abnett <laughs> book and hot damn, it feels good to be back in Abnett country. Just... Welcome to Flavor Town. Yeah. Flavor Flav, maybe. It's just like the sheer enjoyment of reading about these characters. And it's like, hey, just so you know, I'm bringing back Remembrancers. And I'm like, I don't care. Hook me up to my veins. This is so yeah. good. It's just like, the the story and the pleasure and the fact that they're actually showing Perturabo respect in this mm-hmm. book in a way that doesn't come off as a natural. They're like, hey, Perturabo's still kind of like a weird nerd, but damn, this is where he acts. This is his like, yeah. What's that sound? Keybray, what's that sound? I, I don't know. Abaddon, it scares me. What is it? And it's like, I think Perturabo is laughing in joy. <laughs> and they're like, whoa, it's creepy. Make him stop. Yeah. Well, we've all heard a psychopath laugh before. It's like, ah. Make yeah. it stop it's scary and i mean like we discussed in the last one spoilers i guess for a three-year-old book uh they've split up olenius pious into two characters but i'm just enjoying reading about two of them getting like the impression of a grizzled like shot of war veteran on the ground just lying to the rookie photographer uh, sorry that's for my jacket i mean remember sir it's just unabashedly enjoyable reading about all these like <laughs> all the conflicting primarchs who are invading terra and like everybody knows, like it's not just a matter of us fending off potential reinforcements and winning for that happens. It's also making sure we don't just gang up on one another. Mm-hmm. And just oh, it's so good, huh? It's just so fun. It's so it's good. Brilliant. Yeah, I would hold. This is like one of the books I'd recommend to anyone. Yeah. My friend who's out of the heresy, I like showed him quotes. Like, yeah, hey, that seems pretty interesting. It's a new box coming. Mm-hmm. Being a friend of me means I will try to rope you into my hobby. I am that shitty friend, <laughs> and nobody gets away. <laughs> Well, my kid is getting the Horace Heresy box for his birthday. Um, no, I am. <laughs> so, uh, no, I, I would recommend Saturday Night. I, I don't think I've so far, I read the first wall, but I saw it like as a predecessor to uh, Angel Exterminatus, and I enjoyed all of them. This is probably my favorite so far. Brilliant book. It very much is. Well, I tell you what, mate, uh, both uh, we're going to wrap it up because I think we've had. Yeah, we've, we should. My, my headset's yeah, dying. Yeah, well, there's that. And the fact that we've had, you've had a good old fashioned classic. Um, Varangian Heresy ranting episode. Um, so that, there's that as well. Uh, hobby hobby app. app. Yes, a hobby app. Um, there will be more to come, and it's only a few weeks now before uh, we get the Heresy open day, and the floodgates will then open. So this is going to be very cool, um, and we will be in full-on Heresy 2.0 mode, so very much looking forward to that. So, um, gents, if it's all right with you, I think it's time we wrap up. So, I'm going to say it's a good night from me. And for me. And a good night for me. And uh, remember, guys, treat life like 30k. Be angry in the streets, be fulgrim in the sheets, and try not to lose your head. This is the Varangian Heresy Podcast, signing off. I don't want to wait, I don't want to wait for heaven's